Okay, hello everyone. Uh, I'm Martin from the Man On Pod, and today I've got a guest who is a veteran of draft fantasy football. So it's a draft fantasy football um, special today, um, FPL specifically. Um, so today I've got uh, Andy with me, um, or at, is it at Sto87 on Twitter? Yeah, at Sto87. At Sto87 on Twitter. Um, so yeah, Andy is our draft expert today. Um, a veteran of the game, been playing it for many years in a very competitive league. Um, so thanks for coming on, Andy. Um, so first of all, how are you doing? And then um, tell us a bit about the league you're in. Okay, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, basically, uh, I've been playing drafts for it's four seasons now. Um, in It's a 16-man league. It's the main league I play in on the um, official um, Premier League one. Um yeah, it's a uh, friend started it a few years ago and um, got a load of us all together, got a WhatsApp group going. Um, and from then it's just got bigger and bigger and it's got, it is quite competitive. Everyone takes it really seriously. Um, everyone is active the whole time. Um, yeah, it's, it's good fun. We, we meet up for draft nights, um, we do end the season all this sort of thing. But yes, it's, it's, um, I find it is the most enjoyable and probably challenging format um, for me. Yeah, because I know I've been trying to get in this league for a few years now. Um, I missed out on it initially being set up, but I literally can't get in it. Everyone takes it so seriously that nobody has yeah. dropped out and nobody wants to have a Division 2 in case they get relegated. Like everyone's banging into <laughs> it, aren't they? It's like really competitive and a lot of really good like standard FPL players in there as well, right? Yes, yeah, a lot of them do really know their stuff. Um, and that's why I've never won the league, sad to say. But um, knocked on the door a few times, but fell away at the end. Um, yeah, there's, there's some good players and they do really know their football. And as I say, like I say, you stay active. We had one manager this year who, um, who, who felt he was bottomed by a long way. Um, and he sort of lost interest in the last few weeks, months. And uh, end the season, he had a written warning. Uh, the bucket's ideas, basically. <laughs> it literally was a, a written warning as well, wasn't it? It literally was handed yeah. to him. Like, yeah, handed to him. <laughs> there's a lot of people that want to be in this league. You got to get yourself in shape, otherwise you're out. Like that. Yeah. That gives you gives you an idea of how seriously they take it. But it's all good fun as well at the same time. Yeah, it's all good fun. Um, and you say you say you haven't won it, but uh, I asked you I asked you on because I spoke to a few of the guys in the league and. The, the word on the street is that pound for pound, you're the best draft manager in the league. Um, they, I, I, I swore I wouldn't say exactly who said that, but that was that was the consensus over the four years. You, you've probably been the strongest, even though you haven't won it. So, uh, so yeah, maybe maybe this year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that definitely rile a few that are listening to this. Going <laughs> <laughs> to get some call outs my way for that. <laughs> Okay, mate. So before we get in, before we get into your thoughts on um, like strategy around draft, etc., just just really briefly for anyone that's playing draft for the first time, just just quickly outline what are the what are the main differences from the main game. Um, well, the main difference is you can only uh, only players are about once. You can only have one most one person has Mo Salah, one person has Harry Kane, um, one person has Mane. Um, that's why it's so unique and, and so difficult because you can't just all follow a bandwagon. If, if Liverpool got a great home game or Man City got a great home game, you, you haven't got any of their players, you're stuffed. You've got to try and scratch around, get your points elsewhere. And you really have got to 
play the the free agents pool, which we'll obviously talk about a bit bit later on. But it is, you know, the, the I think find one of the best bits is the draft night, start of the season, you sit down, you get the the lottery of where you're gonna be. We're in a sixteen man league, you can have, you know, up to sixteen on official, other sites you can have more. Even eight men league is still quite competitive and hard. Um but obviously the more teams in the league the harder it is to get a good side out um yeah it's 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 difficult and that's what and that's yeah. the main difference is because you can't just all get on bandwagon players you it's all different and and that's and that's it's quite good if you have a good week you can pull on everyone else because you, no one's got the same players as you yeah yeah absolutely so with that in mind then so you you can all only own one of each player um, I guess I guess that means your starting team is really important, right? So you, you talked about the draft night there, where you all get together and do your draft. Um, yeah. So so first of all, just quickly talk, talk me through how that works, the draft night, in terms of what you all make your picks. So it works on the app, right? So the app tells you when it's your turn. Is that right? Yeah, literally, it just does a, a countdown. Like, well, ours is set for, I think, the Wednesday before the season starts. Um, and it's counting down now, the minutes, the hours, whatever. Um and then it just will count down. You literally like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. And then it will just splash up saying this person's first pick. And then it, everyone's phones or iPads or laptops to refresh. We're all sat around in a circle. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm like 11th or something. Or someone's celebrating, say, in the first five. And like, um, you just literally, it's a lottery. And then, and then it counts down another 30 seconds once you know the order. And then just write first pick, and then whoever's first pick probably take, you know, one of the big boys. And then it just works its way all the way to 16, summoning in our league. And then 16 gets a double pick, which we'll probably talk about in a bit, which I don't like at all. I've been one before. And when it comes back the other way, you've got to pick two. Yeah. Um, and you get, you, know, you get 90 seconds to pick, but that soon goes, especially if the player before you picks a player you've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. So you so you all do it quite tight. So you get it finished in one night, but you can set it so it takes longer than that, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can. Um, you can even have a shorter, a lot of league stuff, only a minute. We we have ninety seconds. Um, yeah, a, a ninety seconds goes in an absolute flash if you if you've got your mind set on just. And by the end, you're, you're picking absolute scraps. You think I can get a good team here, and then yeah. by the end, it it's absolute fodder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, thanks for that. So I think we've covered we've covered that sort of little intro for anybody that is a real beginner. So so the main differences are you can own everybody um everybody gets their turn to pick and you can't own duplicate players. Um so if you've picked a player no one else can pick them. So you've got your league, you tell you tell the app when you want to start the draft and then it will tell you when it's your turn. You go for your pick. Um, and then you all pick a team, and everybody's got a different team. Um, so I think that I think that covers it for the for the real beginners. So we'll get into the kind of like your your strategies around it now. Um, yeah. So so as we said, so so the starting the team you start with is really important then. Um, and and as you said, the way especially the way that you draft it with the short time in between picks, there's quite a lot of pressure on each pick. So, 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 what do you do in preparation for that for that draft going ahead? Then, what what's do you, do you lay yourself out a sort of plan of what you're going to do? Um, I haven't done before. I tend all I tend to do is just try and keep up to date with all transfer gossip, 
who's playing pre-season friendlies, just keep on top of all the teams, obviously from last year, year before, just so know the managers and just try and get a background. So just tend to back your, your knowledge on it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of managers will turn up with pages and pages of paper with literally all the squads and highlighted players from each team that they're willing to take from that squad. Even a huge draft, you can you can do a draft list on the on the app if you want, and you can just work through that. Um, I find strategy if you're in a bigger league like we are in sixteen, you've got to get a striker early. That is mm-hmm. like a big must have because there's just not enough to go around because they put all the forwards as midfielders like majority. Yeah. Like, you know, Liverpool could quite often not play a forward. And I was like, well, they are playing, they're playing three of them. But for me, you know, he's the only one registered one. They could play Jota, Salah, Mane. And, you know, there isn't one to pick from Liverpool. Um, you, you, probably this this season, Harry Kane is your premium striker by an absolute mile. And then you're looking at like Watkins, Calvert-Lewin. Surely Richarlison can't be that bad again this year. Like, I would say get a forward in. I didn't get one in early last year, and that was that. That would be my tactic this year. I'm getting one in first yeah. two, regardless. I, I went for names. I, I did. I was happy with my first two. I got Son and Robertson, so I wasn't worried about it. But I was left my only striker was Malpo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's worth it's worth it's worth looking at that before. Yeah, think about which players are categorised in which positions and. Um, yeah, the striker pool is is quite thin, so maybe that so maybe that's an idea. That was going to be my next question. What would you go for first? So this year you're definitely straight in for a striker just because they run out so quickly. Yeah, I've, I've just been caught short too, and there's so many managers out. You just see the big name at the top, and it's a midfielder, and you pick him up. And then next time you get round, the best player available is a midfielder, so you pick him up. Yeah, and you get round again, the best player is a defender. So you can like, and then you then you're thinking, I, I can't. There's no starting strikers there. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so so strikers your first pick. So so we're we're a little bit into the draft now. Maybe you've maybe you've got your first couple of picks in from a pool of maybe ten or fifteen players you had in mind. You've managed to get your first couple in, nice like fairly nice and easy. Um, so now it's getting a bit more pressured. Like the premium players are running out, and you've only got ninety seconds between your picks. Um, so, so what's your thoughts now? Do it, it, like to me, that sounds like that's getting stressful now. So, what, what, what's, what's in your head in terms of the next positions you need to fill? And if people start picking off the players you've got in your head, like what, what are you doing while all that's happening? It is hard when people. I, I tend to try and keep two in my head at all times. This is why, if you're at the end of the snake and you've got double picks, it's really quite tricky because you've got to think of like almost four players. Just because it can, they can all go just before you, and especially if someone like before you puts the pressure on and just does a quick select, and rather than using their whole night, that's what I try and do. If I know who I'm getting, I don't run the clock down. I put it straight on to put pressure on the next person. Okay. Um, yeah, because some people just run the clock down for the sake of it. Um, but yeah, I just pick them straight away. I'm one of my main things now. I've fallen foul of it before. Is I just go for players that play 90 minutes every week. I'll be looking at Leeds players this year because he doesn't change his doesn't team. change it, yeah. He just, I, I, I'd, much, I'd probably rather have Rafinha and Harrison over like if Grealish goes there to Man City and Foden and those boys just because I know he's going to play. Yeah. And, and he, I, I, people like Zaha and that, you know. Because even, even two or three points in a week can be big, right? Compared to a zero, that yeah. can make a big difference. Yeah. 
we so we have we've split up a cup competition and some leagues you can do on official and others you can do head-to-head leagues which we don't do but i do like the idea because then you you can't just have big hitters sat on your bench you, you need to win the week sort of thing so you, you can go that way of playing it but yeah i, I like to have and i will be going for players that are nailed like i don't want any risks you just need to get 11 on the pitch and that's what I say. Some managers make the mistake of having a squad full of unbelievable players, but half of them don't play. Yeah, there's, there's no point of having the great names. You're almost you're better off with with Brentford players than that. Yeah, because they play Norwich yeah, players. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking of examples there. You said about Grealish if he goes to Man City. So I suppose like a player like Martial at Man United would probably fall into that category. Like can be great, but you know he might not play. You might miss ten or eleven games. Uh, yeah. Mares so maybe comes into that as well. There's so many, there's so many lotteries about this year. I think, like, obviously, you've got your, your Spurs front line, your Liverpool mm-hmm. front line, United, I suppose, because with Rashford being out, you probably see Sancho's nailed, but yeah. Greenwood, Cavani, Martial—it's all yeah. All risks there, isn't there? I suppose it's someone like Mares as well. Even if he gets you a double-digit haul, if he then doesn't play for a couple of weeks, and and somebody's got, um, I don't know, like a Josh Brown haul, who's got, uh, who's picked up like a three and a four, then he's made yeah. that. He's made that up. So just, he, I had, had Mares a couple of years ago, and I actually traded him. So I got frustrated because he, he was getting unbelievable hauls when he played, and then he just wouldn't play five in a row. Yeah. But the one good thing with Guardiola is if he doesn't start him, he doesn't tend to bring him on. Mm-hmm. So if you just start him, you can get your first sub in. But he's that's a rare case. He, he doesn't tend to really make subs, does he? So if you have got a sub, you can sort of, or if you can get lucky enough to try and handcuff players, like if you could say have Foden and Greenwich and they're both going to play, and then just start them both every time. Yeah. But so maybe it's a bit of a negative way of playing, but it's one where you could always get a, you know, a premium out if they're not going to be both first round picks. But yeah. I think okay. They probably will be. Okay, cool. So, so while the draft's happening, you've got in mind players that are going to play ninety minutes every week, uh, and, yeah. you, and you sort of rely on you sort of rely on your knowledge for that. But other players will come with reams of paper for who they think is going to be playing every week. So, yeah. <laughs> whether you back yourself to remember everybody, I suppose. Um, yeah. but, that, but that's the key. Okay. Um, so, so a little bit further in now. So we're now maybe getting towards the end now. It's getting a little bit. It's getting maybe a little bit ropey, and you're just looking to fill your squad. Um, so, is it is it is it again just ninety minute players? Even if they might only get two or three, is there a point where you start to think about I definitely need to get a goalkeeper in or anything like that? Yeah, I, I tend to leave my goalkeeper right to the end. I I don't. I, I'm happy to have a promoted goalkeeper. I'm happy to have the, have the worst keeper in the league because. Well, to be fair, last year I had an absolute stinker with keepers. I I was I I won on it before draft and I picked up Kepper mm-hmm. and everyone was like, Why well, you done that? They're about to sign another keeper. I was like, nah, no, no. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and and I can't remember who else it was, but another keeper and they got they both oh it was the um Fulham keeper. Mm-hmm. Then they signed Ariola after the like the first game, so I was keeperless, but I managed to get Sam Johnson in on a trade. But um yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be happy with if I get Brentford's keeper as a Raya, isn't it? Something like that. And then yeah, back Raya. Um, Watford. Is it in Kroll in goal for Norwich? Kroll in goal for Norwich, yeah. Yeah, so I'd be happy to take one of the promoted keepers. Like, I think what it, I think for what it's worth, I think the Watford keeper is the pick of the three. And we were talking on, um, on the map. 
one I was looking at. Yeah, we were talking on the Man on Main show last week, actually, that um, every year for, I can't remember how many years it was, but pretty much every year, one of the promoted goalkeepers scores like up with the fives and 5.5s. Yeah. Um, so I think this year, if if it, I'd, I'd fancy the Watford keeper to yeah, do that. Yeah, a couple, couple of years ago, one of the um, lads had Neil Etheridge from Cardiff and he'd done really well. Mm. He had two keepers and he was like rotating them, but he's better off just playing Etheridge the whole time. Yeah. He, he was rack- and the thing is, they rack up save points. Yeah. And then when they do get the old clean sheet, they tend to get man of the match. You get, you get your free bonus and the work sort of thing. So when they do haul, they, they haul. Yeah. Um, but yeah, down the end of the draft, I'm tend to go keepers and maybe maybe I would take a punt on a gamble a, a, a big name maybe who I think could be good but maybe there's someone like Martinelli hanging around Stephen Bergvine Lucas these guys who are sort of on the fringes but maybe could bang and I'll just sit like sit them there as my fifth midfielder I mean someone like um What's his name? Hudson Odoi at Chelsea. He'll probably be knocking around near the end. Yeah, you know, someone like that. It, you know, you never know with Tuchel, do you? You don't know what he, he likes, so you might just give him a few games or something. So, yeah, yeah, that takes us on nicely to my next question, actually. So, towards the end, you might go for a couple of punt, like maybe high ceiling players, like yeah. not not necessarily nailed, like you want your first eleven, but you'll be looking for a kind of punts that have maybe got a high ceiling towards the end. So if, so if you've, if you've got a couple of those in and it's not going so well, just talk us through like that's, that's it's not the end of the day, is it? So could you just talk us through how the transfer system works then? Yeah. Well, basically when you say the draft finishes, you've got your team, you can look at it and you think, yeah, it's a bit ropey in certain areas or why did I draft him? You look on the free agents pool and basically all the players that didn't get drafted are left in the, in the scrappy and you can just go on there and you can request to basically put in a waiver for them. Um, and then well, no, I think it goes straight to free agents after the initial draft. So you can literally just chop and change straight away until the first game of the season. Okay. Uh, if there's a better player there, you think, you know, great. But, uh, if someone signs though, after the deadline, they go into, they're unavailable, they're locked. And you can't physically get them until after the first game week. Um, this then, me, I was going to say after the, the first game week, then basically you can well you can do trans you can do trades between teams, but rarely teams will trade before they've played a game because they're going to back what they've yeah. drafted. So um, for the, so for the waiver then whoever picked um, whoever it will go to it goes in priority right same as the draft so. Whoever had the last pick in the draft will be the last one to get a waiver. Is that right? No, this is where it's no? flawed, really. If 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 you're on other sites like Draft Fantasy site, they have they do it basically where you get waiver priority. So if you're last pick, you get the first pick of the waivers, but you can use that whenever you want. So if you think like someone a gun signing is about to come just for the end of the window, you can wait and wait until he hits until he's available and then you can use your priority um but in the official one whoever's bottom of the league gets first pick and if you're top of the league you get the last pick of the waivers so if everyone's if, if someone scores a hat-trick the first game of the season and he's on the free agent pile everyone's going to want him but bottom of the league's going to pick him up so the only problem is we get a bit of a farcical situation where 
teams are trying to finish bottom the first few weeks. Right. They're, not, they're, they're, they're not playing their good players. They're putting them all on the bench so they can try and finish bottom. So then if someone brilliant signs on the last day of the transfer window, they can pick them up. Or like sometimes they pick up two good players that they sign one week after the other. Like someone got Bell last season. Obviously, he flopped until the end of the season, but he could have been... Because you can probably write off your first three weeks if you get off to a flyer. But that's my issue with the official one. Whereas other platforms, you can customise it. Right, got you. Yeah, so you're talking about, is it uh, Draft DraftKings is the other one that I've seen you use? Is that... Oh, we're uh, draft, it's, it's draft fantasy. It's draft, draft fantasy. Yeah, and the other the other one is uh, I think it's like fan tracks is the other one. Fan tracks. Uh, okay. That's that's more that's that's hardcore draft players. That's you know, uh, you know, points for tackles, interceptions, all these the toggle scoring. I'm not really up to date with it. Um, I find the I've tried looked at it before, but the website's quite. It's, I do it on my phone, so almost you want to be doing it on a laptop. There's quite a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. I'd say more for definitely for beginners and people like the draft fantasy or the official ones, the way to go sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Apart from that slightly flawed transfer system, but I suppose I suppose it keeps the league competitive, though, right? The, so the, the guy, the guy top of the league. If you were top of the league and you happen to have the next pick, yeah. and you were able to pick up a gun signing as well, like that's only going to strengthen your position. So yeah, I suppose, you could be I suppose, top of the league. You could hold out till January and just hope someone could come in January and wait for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, I, th- I do think you really do need... To, I, I wouldn't be... If I was top, I wouldn't be able to wait because I, I think you need to chop and change as much as possible, like streaming. I normally have like one or two... Normally one midfield or two defenders that are wire fodder, you know, fodder that I could just chop in and out depending on fixtures. Um, whereas some people just regimented, that's their team. They don't like let them go. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the next. That's the next thing I was going to ask you. Actually, sort of your your weekly strategy. So, um, so if you're if you're nowhere near the bottom of the league and you're you're not really in the running for being first priority, your your weekly tra- your your weekly transfers are probably pretty much always going to be from the the pool of players that just haven't been picked. Then really. Um, yeah. So, so that was my next question. Do you do you tend to make those transfers weekly and just get someone in who's got a good fixture? Yeah, always. I think you, you can look on the league. I think I, I normally probably make the most waivers out of everyone or the whole season. Like there's some don't even make like a third of what I go in for. I go in for every single every single week. There's normally someone that I think he's got a better fixture than what my players got. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it bit bitter me because that player's not good and then someone that's got him and hold him all season. Yeah. But maybe I should be a bit more patient with some players. But if I see someone's gonna get I think that's a nailed on. If someone's playing like Crystal Palace, though Crystal Palace at home, I think, yeah, that's a clean sheet. So I'll even if it's a lower team, I you know, rack up even two double up on the defence if they're available. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's a few managers who play the same tactic. So there's now you see the trend of everyone going for the certain sort of player now so yeah it's, yeah it's getting harder first we've played for four years now and the first season if you wanted someone you got them but now everyone's on it every really competitive is the the waivers are processed at like 11 30 every friday if the game is a 12 30 on saturday so you're sort of refreshing your phone like seeing who you got on the so it's, it's, you get that sort of 
you know thing on, on a Friday as well it's quite good especially got like a, a group chat going and you know a bit of banner and, like someone gets rid of someone and everyone's like what are they, like why have they got rid of them and you get a few of them like heads gone yeah um, heads gone releases of players and you know so yeah it's quite good and then people sign someone and like he's never playing but it's, <laughs> all about it's, it's quite good you know, yeah sometimes I, I find like Twitter is a great tool for keeping on top of it um, like with team news like there's some guys who like always release the Leicester team like a day before so you, and then if someone like randomly is playing you think ah oh, a defender from Leicester's playing this week and they've got a nice fixture we try and get him in yeah. but now people are wise to it so you might I, I try and follow as many that's why like, I miss Rockstar because he used to give away all the, uh, the yeah. team news on the half 12 games yeah and he only... moved the deadline you could like see someone starting like right I'm getting it. like Marcus Alonso's normally knocking him out free because he doesn't play very often and if you yeah. see him playing you like straight on him so if you can find any sort of little knowledge of who's playing it helps yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So I suppose you want to have in mind as well that the sort of teams like Chelsea who do rotate quite a lot and maybe focus your attention on their sort of news through the week to see if yeah, you can get an yeah. edge. Yeah, big time. If you if you see that like someone like Christiansen's going to play, you, you think, right, I'm having it because someone like that could be gold dust to be. I, I picked them up a few times last year and a bit of bad luck with him, really. Just got injured or something. And, but like when he gets to run, to run a games, he can... You know, get a fair few points, and that's the sort of players you're looking at on the free agent pool. You're not going to pick up anyone that special, really. If you want a, a player from a top team, it's going to be someone that's in and out, and then you just got to get lucky to get them for the week they're in. Yeah, or even I suppose um, it could be just like really fine, fine margin picks. Really, like I was trying to think of an example. So maybe I don't know. Maybe you've had, um, maybe you've had. I don't know, Dwight, it's probably not a great example. I sort of imagine in a 16-man league, Dwight McNeil might be a fair pick. But let's say, for example, like Dwight McNeil's away to Man United, um, but like Romeo is at home to Brentford. Like, Might you might you punt on Romeo just in case he knocks in one of his 20-yarders or is that a bit too extreme? That's a, that's a bit too extreme. Actually, McNeil's, McNeil's been quite sore. After, I was, like, was going to say McNeil was a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. somebody you think, uh, somebody who's like a one-two point merchant in your squad, you might literally swap them for someone like Romeo who's got a good home game because he might get five or six points and that yeah. could be actually really a really big thing for your week. Yes, people people like pick up Hoiberg sporadically if they see think Tottenham might keep a clean sheet in a game because you pick up three and then maybe get an assist or something. It's like, like basically the people, the midfielders are always about holding midfielders. It's just them and they, and maybe risky wingers like your, your Dan James is and those sorts of players. And, and you can maybe think, yeah, they're going to play in. I fancy them for, for, for at least a clean sheet. So you're going to get three, that's an improvement on, but people are very reluctant to get rid of, you know, but the thing is, if you're playing a lesser league than 16, like eight man teams, then you've got your flexibility to really attack. Yeah. If, like you, the higher, the more players you get, the more defensive it is because you don't, you're too scared to lose your players. So you can't get them back again. But if you're in a lesser league, let, you know, less players. Yeah. You can, you can attack it. And that it's more, it's more of an aggressive game. Um, yeah. So if you had an eight man league, say you could, you can really, you can all have great teams on paper. There's still good options on the waiver wire. So it's a, you know, 
obviously the, the more the higher the more players you got in the league the harder it is but you know the less players the more it is you can really attack it and have a bit more fun with it, I suppose yeah so we're talking about fine margins there so just give us just give us an idea then so in your league what's the sort of average weekly total would you say uh probably about probably about between sort of 35 to 40 yeah um, if, if you if you go the whole season and average 40 points every single if you get 40 points every week you'll win the league and that because you obviously don't have captains and things to, to bump up your score um, yeah if you get quite often you have a week where you get 20 18 16 so I think we've had one week where someone got three points but that was you know a blank week and they didn't they just yeah. decided to keep their team rather than completely scrap it all and just pick all the crap that was playing so yeah, you can have, and but we've had a hundred week. We've had someone get, you know, wow. well, that was on a double and stuff. And you know, I've had eighty on a single week, and that, and literally, you just can rock it through the league because other people are picking up thirties and forties. So when you, if all your players bang on one week, you can get into serious ground. Unlike in normal FPL, where most, unless you go mad differentials, you tend to, unless you know where you start, and you tend to sort of stay around a similar area don't you but yeah 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 so that yeah so that just gives you some context for the you know how if, if you spot a player that you think can get more than like one or two it can make a massive difference and put you up the league a little bit okay so um so we spoke about that we spoke a little bit about there about um people being reluctant to get rid of their holds because they can't get them back again but do you if there's a player that's like a premium, like a premium-ish player that's had like a really poor start. Do you start putting pressure on other managers to say, "Come on, I'll take them," or do you, do you kind of get into those yeah. sort of games? Right. You, you get, you get, they get itchy feet, real itch, and you do try and play on it. Um, and I'm one. I, I, if I got a premium player and they're not performing, is it's just like you try, you almost try to farm them out for trades that you know that. You, and I always try and play on bias of who the t- like who they support. You know, if you've, got an, <laughs> you've got like an Arsenal player, you try and drop them to the Arsenal supporting player. Like I know, like last year, um, one of the guys in the league, Bruno, like blanked for two weeks in a row, and he had a few beers. He lost his head and he traded them for a Balian. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know what happened to Bruno. <laughs> he, he would have been like, up there in the league and ended up, you know, yeah. But you get itchy feet if you've got a good player and, and they're not doing anything and you're getting offers for similarly, you know, or in just informed players. Yeah. And, you know, like people like Harvey Barnes, I had Harvey Barnes last year and he went on an absolute rampage and I probably could have traded him for, I, I did trade him for a Baumyang in the end, but and he got injured the week after Harvey Barnes did. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like the mind games of the yeah the people that support the team. Like yeah, a Baumyang shit. He's never going to do anything. You can have him, and then the Arsenal fan will be like, no, he will do it. All right, I'll take him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then and then they'll get and then they'll trade it for someone that's actually good. Okay. It's quite hard, like, it is quite hard to do because there's nothing worse than trading out a player and then he smashes it for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, everyone, everyone lives in fear of that happening. So everyone's like, yeah, like to make a trade, it, it takes a long time. A lot of normally um, direct messages, loads of like between like talking it out, um, little scenarios, trying to improve it. Um, we don't instantly put trades through um, because of the chance that it could, you could get some 
people trying to fix like when we have a cup and stuff you could like trade someone a good player for one week and trade him back so we have a, a trade committee so it goes basically the trade has to get commissioned by the league commissioner but then there's a, a rotor go into a separate whatsapp group and then when the trade gets accepted they have to you know agree on it and if it gets a you know if it all get everyone agrees on it the trade can go through just to stop you know your josh Brownell from osala trade right okay that's interesting. So that's that's your sort of own governance you've set up. Then that way, that not everybody might do that, but that's what you put in place. On the official app, there is scope. You can pick either. You can pick the commissioner accepts it, mm-hmm. or they go through automatically. Or I think then I think the other one is a league vote where I think everyone in the league has to agree to it. Right. Okay. So one you've got those to... options. So you can set yeah. those options in the app. Okay. Yeah. 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 When you set the league up. That's interesting. So, so you can't like not not that you guys would. You can't literally bully someone into making a trade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. To nick their phone and <laughs> nick their phone and do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. It's good. It's good that that safeguarding's in place. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Um. So I think that was. I think that was a sort of it for for my questions, really, mate. So, um, like as a obviously you're you're a far more. Ex- experienced draft player than I am is there any is there any sort of key things to say about it that we haven't covered do you think um no I just I, I do say you've got to be prepared on draft night and I don't go in with a great lot of notes but I do quite a lot of uh, mock drafts uh, just join ran on this I say again the draft fantasy website they've got like a dashboard you can just join other drafts so if I see a you know one with like 12 teams plus I just join it and then just do the draft just so you get used to seeing what's down the pecking order at times. So prepare for the draft, do mock drafts if possible. You can do mock drafts on the official, um, but they only have eight people in them. Right. Um, so still, still gives you an idea. You know, it gives you an idea, but you can only prepare really for an eight man. And a lot of them are just people that join it and then bugger off. So it, they're just on auto pick of, the top players available so you don't get a great gauge for it but if you get things you don't really want to do a mock draft with people you play with because they know your tactics then um but yeah i would say be prepared on your, your draft night um and just have options i've have a have a game plan like i say i've got a game plan i want players to play every week some people have a game plan they want the boom or bus players um if you fancy defenders, which I think this year could be a very good option, you know, I think there's a hell of a lot of good defenders about. Um, just have, have, have your options and know what your, your plan's going to be, really, whether you're going to go attacking your defence, attacking in the field, or attacking your front line. Just go for it and obviously stick with it, but it can all change so quickly. Yeah, I suppose the clearer you've got it in your mind, the the less likely it is that you'll panic when that 90 seconds comes up and just pick an absolute dud, I suppose, if you've thought about it before. That's uh, yeah, probably the definitely. key. Yeah, yeah. And I would, would say, also, obviously, I know like you play gaffer and stuff, so you know your championship players. Mm-hmm. But the ones who take a keen eye on and do well, because obviously, I would imagine most people in our league know about Tony, but... You know, there's a few that have gone by when Pookie came up and then they got him early and he absolutely smashed it for the first few weeks. But if you, and like other players like Buendia, he, he did all right last time, but Campwell came up and done well last time, didn't they? But if you 
if you have a study up on who's coming up, who plays, that helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so people, yeah, a bit more education. So yeah, a bit of an edge on the other on on the other players. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I think. I think, um, like you say, everybody knows Tony. I think Mbwemo might be a good a good draft pick that people might not go for this time for Brentford. Um, that would be my one. And then, uh, yeah, Saar people probably know about, don't they? Um, yeah, I, like, I, I happily have. I, I think Tony is probably in the top 16. That's how, mm. <laughs> that's how much I want to get a striker in and how good I think he could be. Okay, so, um, so uh, last question then. So... Um, just so we've, we've spoken about sort of how you play it, but um, just from your experience of playing in a big league, uh, what 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 are your observations on other people? Sort of maybe the key mistakes that they maybe make. Um, I would say one one of the biggest ones I find is people holding injured players. Like they're out for three months, just get rid of them. Like I know they're a good player, but you could be getting someone that's chipping away, you know five six points especially a defender like you know you just pick up clean sheets from lower people just hold on to injured players for too long um and when you just need to get a team out every week and play the fixtures a lot of time like all your squad spaces are invaluable you've got to have your free subs playing normally a lot of time you've got at least one dutch striker so that's one spot gone anyway because there's not enough to go around sometimes you've got two dutch striker spots so the rest of your team, you can't afford to have injured players. Um, people just hang on to them or they see them on the available for like on the uh, waiver list pile because they're back in two months. Mm-hmm. And they'll just, because you've got to go early for them if you want them for when they're back to say they're, you know, a Van Dyke or something. Or, like Obviously Rashford's injured at the moment. It'll, I imagine if someone will probably draft him quite early, even though he might be out for three months. And yeah, I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. So that's one of the main things. And the other thing is, is not fielding 11, not not fielding a team. People who just have a load of good players but they don't play. Yeah. Point the bullet, get rid of them, get some players that actually play. And um, that's you know, the, the two main things, really. Um, some people would like holding defensive midfielders, but that's up to them because they played minutes. I'd rather risk on a you know, a dodgy attacking mid from one of the promoted teams. But in other words, like someone, you know, would rather have well, Matic from years gone by, someone like that just plays 90 minutes for Man United or Hoiberg sort of thing. But that's, I wouldn't say that's a, a mistake or anything. That's just their choice, really. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would say the main mistakes are holding injured players. Oh, and there's one other thing is going for like players from the club you love. Right. Yeah. yeah, I reckon Minamino went to every Liverpool fan in our league last year about six times. <laughs> okay. They're like, this is the week you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, and in the meantime, you could have had someone like uh, you could have had someone like Traore at Villa just chipping away, getting yeah, getting... yeah, someone like that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's sort of player that is knocking around that you could you could pick up. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, mate. Well, thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, I've I found that useful. Hopefully, everybody else will find it find it useful. Yeah, uh, as a as Hopefully an in- too much. No, that was good, mate. And you did well not to give away um, to to everybody in the league that's listening what you're planning to do too much. I think um, <laughs> kept kept it high level, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, enjoyed that. 
and uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, if this is your first time listening to a man on video, do subscribe to the channel. We have a live show every Monday night with myself, Craig Kemp, FPL Thomas and FPL Jonak. Uh, we will be covering Gaffer, FPL and Sky through the season on our Monday night show. Uh, and we'll also do videos like this through the season that focus on um, a particular topic. Um, so do like, subscribe on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, wh whatever takes your fancy. All right, thanks again, Andy, for coming on. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, see you soon. Cheers.